Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Oat at home for the first time ever. Probably in pitch black because it's decided to be really dark, which isn't helpful for filming. And a review of the latest album by Rugby Band, Spiritualized. Now, they formed on the ashes of Spaceman 3 back in the 80s. Spaceman 3, Justin Pierce and Martin Kemper. I should know this. I've known this band for so long. Peter Kember, I think his brother's Martin Kember's a musician as well. And they became synonymous with um, sort of very post-suicide, post-Velvet Underground drone music and became one of the biggest cult underground bands of the 80s and acrimoniously split in a um, drug-fueled haze, I believe, where one, uh, one half went off to be Sonic Boom and the other half went off to be one of the most respected space rock bands in history spiritualized i did a piece a while back on my favorite albums of all time my top 30 not the best albums of all time but the ones that i keep going back to and listening to and second in that list was ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space by spiritualized from 1997 better than okay computer and it remains so have come back with they actually aren't prolific, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Their 10th album, Everything Was Beautiful, has just come out. Their last two, I was very up and down about Sweetheart, Sweet Light, got a lot of attention and critical acclaim, and I'm a big fan of them, and I hated it. I thought Hey Jane, the eight-minute opening track, was one of the best things they've ever done, but the rest of it is really often... I think it is worse he gets into this sort of nursery rhyme simplistic melodies and lyrics and I found a lot of the sort of family love centric lyrics to be really cloying didn't like the instrumentation but last one and nothing hurt I thought it was brilliant I thought it was one of their best albums this century this time around he's um, definitely made a few aesthetic choices um, I've seen critics saying about how this is basically summing up the entirety of spiritualized career and just going back and, and revisiting highlights don't really have a problem with that but one thing that he's really done here is he's really gone for a wall of sound a field spectral wall of sound for better or worse so in any given song almost the entire album is 100 instruments playing at once it's the densest thing i've ever heard from them which has pluses and minuses um you can hear it on the opener, very good track. No track list, that's a bit silly. I'll see if I can get a track list up without breaking character. Um, the opening track has, um, it, it's, it's one of those ones that's like another track, but you're not quite sure. Everything, should have done this before, eh? It's a six minute opener with a big wall of sound, always together with you. Um, and it's a really good track. It's got some really thundering um, melodies and, and shifts from one melodic group to another. Very strong opening track. Also very indicative of the fact that for most of this album, there's so much going on. There's so much instrumentation in the background. 
that it kind of makes it a bit of a slurry as well because it's just it's so big um i must admit i really if there's if there's a flaw to this pretty excellent album I really liked on Ladies and Gentlemen how uh, diverse the sonic palette was. Some songs were built off of fragments and motifs and build. Other songs were walls of sound. And there was a great range there. But this time around, it really is that big wall of sound. Um, it's like he just sat down with 20 people to make every track. But it is a great opener. And um, it gets even better, I think, with Best Thing You Never Had, where it drops in a, a much sort of rockier, louder guitar um, which the band can do, but so, sometimes sort of askew and, and stick to more sort of transcendental chiming sort of lines. And this has got a real good garage rock sort of 13th floor elevators. Electricity off of uh, ladies and gentlemen sort of vibe and builds up a head of steam. If I said that the, the wall of sound is a problem with this album a little bit, sometimes it's its strength, sometimes it's its weakness. I still would have liked a wider variety um, the only prop, the only thing stopping this being the best spiritualized album this century for me is um, tracks three and four, "Let It Bleed" for Iggy and Crazy. I think every other of the very short runtime of short track list of seven tracks, everything else is excellent. And then there's two short tracks that don't really fit in the vibe of the album, almost like they're palate cleansers, but at a weird point because. Maybe they could have dropped them sort of, you know, before the epic tracks at the end a bit more. Um, I thought that Let It Bleed for Iggy was getting into that nursery rhyme territory. Um, a little bit country at times. Um, and I think the worst track on the album's Crazy, which is just too simple. It's, um, it reminded me of that album that I just didn't really like. Uh, very sort of gentle nursery rhyme melodies and lyrics. And, and those two tracks aren't horrible, but drag the thing down. Um, the mainline song, again, that hits a run of three very long songs until the end of the album. They're all fantastic. Um, and it's um, very playing on their past. Sweetheart, Sweet Light is one of the lyrics, and that was the album that I didn't like. And it's, uh, it touches on the Spaceman 3 classic from the 80s, Bright Lights, Big City, as well. Uh, and a bit like that Hey J Jane track, I really, really liked it. It's a lot of urgency to it, a lot of build. Same with um, the uh, that A song, Lady in Your Arms. Reminded me a bit of the last Godspeed You Black Emperor album, God's Pee at State's End. And it's good that on occasion they drop in that free jazz that um, spiritualized often do, sometimes for entire tracks, um, where it's a cacophony. And they're very, very good at making a cacophony. You hear trumpets and saxophones and everything going off uh, atonal noises and um it's great to have that happen a few times and i actually thought the the last track i'm coming home again which is uh, the longest was the best on the whole album he drops his voice way back down into that sort of heroin addict croak that he does quite often but hasn't that i haven't really noticed him sing like that for a while quite pained um, and it's got this weird dun, 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 loping uh, almost bass riff that goes through the whole song that always sounds like it's just about to kick off. The drums are going to kick in and it's going to go off. And it never, it just maintains this circular tension all the way through the track. I really, really like that. Very sort of halting sound. So I think this is a, it's a really, really good album. 
Um, I definitely thought that it was slightly better than the last one, much better than the one before that. Sweetheart, sweet light one. Um, and overall, he's got this, um, he's revisiting in the past, but he's sort of creating his own version of the Phil Spector Wall of Sound. Like I said, two middling tracks in the middle of its seven-time, seven-song run, which were by far the shortest tracks. And the rest of the tracks were great, so spiritualized, everything was beautiful. I'm going to give an 8 out of 10.